0: The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, Brian and I conclude our Division by Division 2022 previews with the NFC North. How do the Lions, Bears, Vikings, and Packers all finish based on our predictions? Stay tuned and find out. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation.
1: Hi, brian oh hey there What's up? hello there hello <laughs> uh, how's it going uh, it's going well going well <laughs> got we got our first tickets of the year for bills going to the blue red scrimmage on the fifth that'll be fun. oh
0: very good very good yeah
1: good thing to take the kids to
0: yes no there's like nobody wild there it's perfect
1: mm-hmm. it's perfect so that means football's like almost back like full-time legit
0: yeah yeah pretty much i mean training camp starts you know when this episode drops pretty much today for a lot of teams um we're, we're getting there ever so slow you know ever so slowly seemingly i know i'm amped i'm ready for football stuff madden's almost out not that i'm super excited for that but The whole just aura, you know, when we're close to our fantasy football, you know, league draft too, which I'm really, really excited for Uh, the hype. It's always, it's always like, it's really exciting that, that like the end of July going into August is so much fun. Um, Leaves a lot, that leaves a lot to be desired, but man, when it hits, you're just, you know, you're so close. And then it's just like, ah, climax when it hits. It's great. It's great. You know, that sort of thing. So...
1: (laughs) I don't don't know that sort of thing. I'm not
0: going to explain it because... Yeah. All right. Anyways. um, I'm a new guy.
1: Don't (laughs) don't lean on me like that.
0: So today is our NFC North episode. Um, So literally every good and bad pick uh, has fallen to this episode. We're going to see. It is still pretty interesting. I was looking through some of the the math and and wins and losses and such, and it's still... Uh, there's still a little bit of interesting stuff happening there, but I did want to talk to you about something really quick. Uh, there, Brian, I almost called you Ryan, which would have been a first. Um, <laughs> did you see the provisions in Kyler Murray's contract?
1: I did not go too deep into it. No.
0: So do you have a gist of it at all? I want I wanted to ask you
1: about this and your thoughts. Uh, on it. I, I don't, uh, I would like to hear them. Okay. So let me, uh, Pull over the picture. This was released on Twitter
0: today. All the big wigs and stuff were we're talking about it. your Ian Rappaport, Schefters, etc. Independent study addendum between Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray for the t- contract years, 2022 to 27 and club option for 28. All right. Player agrees to satisfy the following off field requirements. One player shall complete at least four hours of independent study as defined below each week. Excluding any bye week during each playing season as defined below during the term of the contract.
1: That's we're off to a rough start already.
0: You don't think that's good, right? Like that it, it doesn't like it's kind of wild that you, they put that in the contract.
1: You have to mandate in a contract that he, he's to work.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's kind of what I thought. <laughs> there's some other there's a couple other things too here. Playing season means the period <laughs> beginning on the first Monday after the conclusion of training camp, as defined in Article 23, Section 10 of the CBA, and ending with the last game in the club's schedule, including any postseason games during each league year. So that's kind of where they define all that stuff. Number three, independent study, means player studies the material provided to him by the club in order to prepare for the club's next upcoming game, including, without limitation, any such material provided by an iPad or other electronic device. Time spent in mandatory meetings shall not constitute independent study. Players shall receive no credit for independent study for any period during which player does not personally study the provided material in good faith. For the avoidance of doubt, players shall not receive any credit for independent study with respect to any time periods during which material is displayed or played on an iPad or other electronic devices. If a player is not personal, personally studying or watching the material while it's being displayed, or played, or player is engaged in any other activity that may distract his attention, for example, watching television, playing video games, or browsing the internet while such material is being displayed or played
1: huh so yeah. no minecraft
0: <laughs> no, no, none of that <laughs> that that's a big no 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 madden twenty
1: three yeah, yeah.
0: Um, uh, and then the last one in the event player breaches it, this addendum, uh, in any respect at any time during the term of the contract player shall be deemed to be in default as that term is defined in paragraph 27 of the contract. So whew, interesting stuff there. Uh, and again, we don't see that every, we don't see every player's contract, right? We don't see every player's contract that comes out. This may be a regular thing. However, it's weird that this is the first time it's popping up that I've ever seen it And the many years that social media has been a thing. I believe this is the first time that um, this has ever been like brought up and, and looked at like, huh, what is that supposed to mean?
1: Mm-hmm. I would imagine that there are plenty of. Um, I'm I'm I don't want to say quarterback, but I'm sure there's other players that have had similar language put into their contracts, especially when you're talking about millions upon millions, for sure. But not good when it's your franchise quarterback. Like it's like, wouldn't this if you if you didn't have a a player or a position associated with it, would you necessarily even know that it was a quarter? Would you even think it's a quarterback? Or would you think it's a wide receiver, or you know what I mean, like a more diva esque? I mean, quarterbacks can be divas too, but especially Kyler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we're already getting some interesting comments on the Facebook page. I just posted there about twelve minutes ago. Um, people kind of doubting his uh immaturity level, maybe that it has to be stipulated. But again, I don't want to judge because I don't. I don't get to see every player's NFL contract, but. Based on what we've seen from Kyler Murray, uh, this might be why the contract took as long as it did to kind of get uh put up, you know what I mean? Maybe that, that's why there was some hesitancy from the Cardinals. Again, we don't know what happens behind closed doors, but um, yeah, very interesting stuff, though. Very interesting
1: stuff, yeah.
0: But um, I think that's really all the news, um, that I want. I definitely that I, I just wanted to. Touch on that. I thought that was kind of interesting. But, um, but yeah, so here it is NFC North 2022 annual preview. Um, I don't know. This division's kind of boring. (laughs) Like it's kind of, it's kind of boring. We have two new head coaches, two newer head coaches, um, a lot of uh, big. Big changing of the guard, in a sense. I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if it's necessarily like a like a power change, but uh, I don't know. The division just feels different this year, heading yeah. into twenty twenty two.
1: Yeah, it feels, it feels really weak. It feels like even like there's no like up and coming team. It's probably Green Bay's to lose, right? They got to mess up in order for this to not go their way. Probably. Um, the Bears still seem like they're a few years off.
0: Yeah, I have. I We'll talk about them in a moment, but I, I feel like Detroit has the second highest upside in this division. Um, you know, new head coach with Minnesota, the Kirk Cousins reign hasn't been all that great. Right. It's it. I mean, I think we'd all agree one good season of, you know, of all those years that he's been in there. And, you know, of course, they just lost, uh, the division just lost, you know, one of the top wide receivers in Devontae Adams. So, I, I don't know. It just, uh, it, it just, it feels weird. It just, I used to think of the NFC North like gritty old school football, um, you know, older 50s, you know, a lot of the teams like in the older generation, aside from the Vikings, who are the most modern. And uh, I don't know. I just, it's kind of just whatever to me this
1: year. It's unfortunate. I mean, we are team lions all the way. We, I mean, we we have actively been pumping them up because, you know, they're, they're fun guys to root for. I love golf's redemption story. If he can actually pull it off, it's amazing. Um, There's some real, you know, diamonds in the rough kind of players. And you're talking about Amon, right? Uh, St. Brown, right? You you, you talk about um, having one of the, the top picks this draft and uh, getting a player like Hutchinson that just fits in with the the identity of being Detroit, a right. down and out city, part of the Rust Belt, like we've already mentioned on previous episodes, you know, Motor City is, has long been dead. So it, it's going to be, it's going to be the storylines of underdogs overachieving and the crown finally falling off. If it happens with Green Bay.
0: Right. Yeah, I'm not I'm not quite sure where are there Yeah. We'll obviously discuss it um as we as we progress to this episode, but um it definitely feels like uh the end is near in green bay. I think that's the uh that's the not this year, probably not next year, but it's happening. Um the the, uh, the future is very uncertain. So. But let's start off with those uh those Detroit Lions that we all love. And uh want to see good things happen, to because they're like what Cleveland was to me four or five years ago when we started the show where you felt something was on the horizon, but it hasn't quite, you know, it, it hasn't quite hit yet. But uh, I do love what Detroit has been doing the last couple of years. We've talked about this or the last year, actually. Um, just what a fun organization to, to to be a part of at this point in time. You know, Dan Campbell is a coach that I would give my all for. I was watching We Are Marshall for the first time. Don't crucify me for the first time a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you know they're like, yeah, they're you know he's ta- given the speech at the at the cemetery, uh, Matthew McConaughey's character, and um, you know he's given the speech, but like, yeah, everybody's better better than us on paper. They're they're stronger than us, faster than us, but. Our heart, right? This, the, the the quote about the heart, and I feel like that's what Detroit is like right now. They they're just there's so much heart in that team with their coach, who's so passionate about this city, and so passionate about his players. You know, honestly, my one of my I'd have to say one of my top ten favorite moments of last season was watching Detroit win their first game. Like that was like it made me happy. Campbell, you know, was was crying tears of joy. Jared Goff runs over to him, gives him a big hug. I loved it. Absolutely adored uh, seeing this.
1: Yeah, they're the bad news bears. Oh, but bad news lions. <laughs> no, the
0: bears are def- Chicago bears are definitely the bad news bears. Um, But Detroit has had a pretty good couple seasons, right? We've loved we really love some of the picks that they made. You mentioned Aiden Hutchinson, who is uh, who is a Michigan guy. And you are a Michigan guy. Uh it happened. It happened the way that we had all, uh, I think, you had hoped for. Not the way that I predicted, but I think many that we, we wanted was him to stay in the state of Michigan uh, and be with Michigan's professional football team. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then they get p- potentially one of the most explosive wide receivers to come out in a long time in the draft uh, with Jamison Williams. Obviously, working his way back from a significant injury in college with a torn ACL, but We've seen some dudes put on shows after coming off of ACL tears. Uh, Joe Burrow last year. Yep. Um, Adrian Peterson, historically. Yep. So, you know, the guy, don't count him out. Uh, in fact, I would bet a lot of chips on him. Uh, shout out to John Mechie, by the way. Uh, really yes, sad so news. I should have said it that at guy. the
0: top of the show. Yeah, that's yeah, horrible.
1: Getting diagnosed with leukemia. The guy can't catch a break. Also coming off of an ACL tear. Just brutal stuff, but uh, I have full faith he'll make a, a full recovery, and uh, we'll get to watch Mechi who is almost a local guy. He's from Ontario, which is kind of cool, right? So but um, yeah, it's just another guy. Jameson is—he's—he's going to have a comeback story, you know what I mean? That's tied to this, so just add add to the lore, add to the the fun of the the culture that is his team, and I'm ready to embrace it. They're—they're they're my favorite NFC team going forward. This year,
0: probably this year, I'd have to say I'd have to agree with you as far as just wanting to see him do good, you yeah. know, just wanting to see him do well. And we have to think last year, uh, like Jared Goff finished the season really, really strong. I think there was some statistic; he was one of the most efficient passers like the last quarter of the season. Yeah, uh, they lost most of the games by a touchdown or less, but mm-hmm. showed some spunk. I remember watching Week One, and Jared Goff took it to I think they it was against was against San Fran. They took it to San Fran, and they, they took they brought it to like the Rams. Like there was some really really good games. Like that was fun, must see television. Watching those, you know, watching the Lions play last year. So I feel like they could build off of it, right? It, usually when 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 teams, uh, you know, they stick together, everybody starts to learn the system, everybody starts growing with each other. The chemistry is there. That good things are on the horizon, and I think they have a really really good schedule to help them put a dent. Um, and make a make an impact this upcoming season. So,
1: what's their catchphrase? You know,
0: uh, one pride,
1: one pride, one pride. Let's do it. One pride, one pride.
0: All right, let's see how it goes. Twenty twenty two Detroit Lions schedule. Excuse me, schedule is uh, is up and running. So let's see what we have here. So week one, the Detroit Lions open up against the uh, hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. You and I both have losses. Week two, hosting Washington. Loss and a win. Brian has a win here. Uh, Week three, at Minnesota. I'm going to give Detroit a win. win. Yeah, win. Week four, hosting Seattle. We both have wins. Week five, at New England. I have a win. You have a loss.
1: Yeah.
0: Week six. They have a bye week seven. They're at Dallas. I have a win. You have a loss week eight hosting Miami losses week nine hosting Green Bay. I have a loss.
1: Yeah, it's too early to predict it, but I'm not feeling great about Green Bay. Just not nothing to be excited about very boring off season. I mean, obviously we'll get into it, but right they have no, I, not. They didn't move the needle up. That's for sure. If anything, no. it went down. So, you know what, man? Let's get frisky. It's an ugly win, but it's a win. Damn it! You gotta give it a win. Hey, yeah. I have seen
0: much worse Detroit Lions teams beat much better Green Bay Packers teams. So, um, week ten at Chicago, I have a loss.
1: Nah, they can beat them.
0: Week 11 at the Giants, we both have wins. Week 12 hosting Buffalo. Thanksgiving Day, we both have losses. Week 13 hosting Jacksonville. I have a win, you have a loss. Week 14 versus Minnesota, I have a win for the Vikings.
1: I don't see them sweeping anybody. I'm definitely not this Vikings team, so loss.
0: All right, week 15. At the Jets, I have a win. You have a loss. Week 16 at Carolina, we both have wins. Week 17 hosting Chicago, I have a win here for the Lions.
1: All right, sweep them. Win sweep. for the Lions.
0: And week 18 at Green Bay, I have a loss. I'll Indiana. go loss. You go loss. All right, I have the Lions finishing nine and eight. You have them at one, two. Eight and nine. So we're pretty close here. Pretty close, but a significant step forward uh, for this Detroit Lions squad. I think that's the kind of growth that people want to see with Detroit. You know, playoffs would be fantastic if they can find a way to make it in. I do think that they could be one of the top teams, you know, maybe overperform a little bit this year but um when you're a team that has finished you know with sub 500 records and very sub 500 records for the last several years you just want to take your, see your team take that significant step we've seen Cleveland do it in 2018 they were really close to uh making the playoffs uh, as of week 15 or 16 they were they had six or seven uh, they were just outside they were just they were in the hunt and then they finally got boxed out which was you know, pretty significant for that time. And I think that's what a lot of people would like to see for Detroit. And uh, and when they do finally make the playoffs, it'll be that much sweeter.
1: I feel like I let them down by only getting eight and nine.
0: <laughs> I mean, I had nine and eight. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. There's some good teams out there. But, hey, it's uh, it's a step forward. So, all right. The Bears. <laughs> um, Yeah. All right, so this team has uh, had a significant tur- turnover, a lot of lost talent, uh, a brand-new regime at head coach and general manager, um, and not a lot of help for <laughs> Justin Fields. I literally, the only people that are worth mentioning is like a key ad. I like their signing of Al-Kadim Mohammed. Uh, defensive end. He was with the Colts. He's reunited with Eberflus and um, I, I think it'll help the defense, but they just lost too much. They lost too much. Uh, Khalil Mack is now a charger. They had a couple other guys get cut that have been veterans on the team. Um, I seen Roquan Smith, something about him holding out and not holding out, but he won't be attending training camp. I, I didn't read the reason why, but um, I don't know. I, I posted a video meme a couple uh, a couple weeks ago about explaining how the Bears did nothing to help out Justin Fields heading into his sophomore year, and and somebody commented, "Yeah, they signed a a veteran offensive lineman, and uh, do, but whatever." Because so I, I was really making fun of it, and I'm like, "That's the difference. Like that's help. I get it. Like, but like one offensive lineman is not the difference here." And I know Chicago's had you know a tough time with. I don't know. They made a lot of silly decisions in the past. I do like their GM. I do like their head coach, but I just, I don't, it's the first year of a new regime. Usually those don't pan out so well, especially for a team like Chicago, who is, um, who's just, I mean, my God, the rise and fall of Chicago in like a year, uh, that 2018 season was something special. And after that, it was just kind of, yeah.
1: Yeah. That, that 2018 season was pretty magical. Now that Magic's in New York. Oh, I'm sorry. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Sure is.
0: Sure is. What do we think of Justin Fields? What do we think of Justin Fields right now? I, I know he hasn't had the greatest, um, you know, start to his tenure being with, uh, oh, God, who was the head coach last year? Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy. Um, you know, gets drafted by a regime that's pretty much out the door. And, you know, what... What do we think? I mean, I re- didn't really see anything that impressed me with Justin Fields last year. And I don't want to – I'm not going to write him off. I'm not. But I also, at the same time, watching, you know, game film and stuff, I, it, looking at statistics and everything. I know it wasn't the best team, but I just – I wasn't impressed with Justin Fields. He did not, you know, hit me the same way that, like, a Davis Mills did, who dealt with – who had a lot less support around him. Um you know what I mean? Or a Mac Jones who Mac Jones has coaching and that's always superior and some, you know, some nice pillars. But you know what I mean? Like Justin Fields just didn't blow me away last year at all. Like I wasn't like, okay, this kid's got a bright future in Chicago.
1: Yeah, it's tough. Um quantifying the transition from quarter from college quarterback to pro quarterback is hard enough as it is. Yeah. But when you go from such an elite program like Ohio state where these wide receivers are getting drafted and all in the first round of almost every fantasy draft, or at least in the first couple of rounds, you know, including rookie Chris Olave this year, you know, it yeah. the list of those the yeah. at running back and wide receiver and offensive line at Ohio state is insane. So Justin Fields job was easy. Um, It's not to say he didn't make spectacular plays and it's not to say that he doesn't possess a NFL arm, you know, obviously NFL uh, uh, agility and just pure athleticism for a quarterback is pretty damn good where he is continuing to struggle at the moment. And I don't see how it's going to get any better this year is firing the ball on time to guys in, in, you know, transition from, you know, run to catch run after catch where they can make a play. It's not going to, it's probably not going to be there this year again, because I can't think of a single guy outside of Mooney who can probably separate enough and separate quick enough to help out a young guy like that. He's got I, slow eyes right now. And yeah, we'll see if it's gotten better over a summer. Um, That's another thing. Yeah.
0: We didn't talk about Alan Robinson who was hurt all of last year. Yeah. The majority of last year, he's not there anymore either. He's been no. trying to get the heck out of Chicago for, you know, a, a, a couple of years now. But but yeah. yeah, there's there's not a whole lot of help. I mean, I love Darnell Mooney. I think uh, he could be something special. He's probably the the most significant player on that team.
1: Unfortunately,
0: but you know what I mean. Which isn't saying a whole heck of a lot at this point in time. But um, I don't know. Like, if you're a Chicago Bears fan, like, what do you? F- What are you feeling? Like, what are you feeling right now? And I'm talking to Chicago Bears fans. Like, I mean, are you optimistic? I just, I I knew a change needed to happen. I'm not excited for you for Matt Eberflus. So somebody who watched him, you know, he had some talent. He did some things on defense, which was okay. But he never, ever had a head coaching vibe to me. Not once. And I've been watching a lot of Colts football. I know I get jaded towards the Colts quite a bit. But, you know, it's just. I don't know. So it's always seems to be wrong guy, wrong place, wrong time yep. in Chicago. Yeah. And this is the, this is the, one of the legacy franchises, right? Over a hundred years of history. And uh, I don't know if the team just can't seem to get it right. And I know we have to give this new regime a chance, but, but roster wise, um, you know, I was looking through some of their transactions and such. And everybody's been a a lot of the deals that they made were like a lot of the people that they signed over the last, over this last off season, $1 million, $2 million deals, one and two year deals. Uh, I seen a couple for under a million dollars, like, like bargain bin. (laughs) I don't know what their salary cap situation was, but uh, this, you know, this team, it's just, you did nothing to help out Justin Fields this year. You failed him already. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It It's so dumb when I think about the Bills and all the dumb things they've done. But the one smart thing they did, paid a little too much for it, but immediately after drafting EJ Manuel, they went out and targeted what they thought was an elite talent at wide receiver and Sammy Watkins because they knew, like, he has got to have somebody. So they went and got a guy that they thought was going to help EJ get to the next level. Didn't work, but it's better than not trying it all (laughs) right so i don't know what they're trying to do in the first year i we don't know what he thinks of justin fields you know we don't know what the new head coach thinks of justin fields and his potential he may not like him he may not think that he possesses the skill set necessary to win in the nfl right i think that might be silly if that's the thought because he possesses as much talent as anyone else, you know, that's been drafted by the bears at quarterback over the last few years. So why not him?
0: Yeah, we certainly see. <laughs> uh, but Justin field is an upward battle. If he wants to break the, uh, if he wants to break that, that Ohio state stigma and Stuff. bears quarterback stigma, he has two things kind of, Oh against no,
1: him. I know if he does this, he's literally like the, the miracle man. They need to put a statue of him next to George Hallis. <laughs> I need to re- rename Hallis
0: Hallis Place or Hallis any street with the name Hallis with Justin Fields Drive, <laughs> um,
1: my God! But yeah, it's. Uh, I think Andrew Luns just threw up in his mouth. <laughs> he just coughed up a fur ball. Uh, <laughs> 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 um,
0: but all right, so let's uh, let's get through with Chicago's team, uh, their schedule. I don't have a whole lot else to say about them, but uh, good luck. 2022 Chicago Bears schedule week one. They're hosting the San Francisco 49ers. We both have losses. Sure. Week two at Green Bay. I have a loss. Yeah, loss. Uh, Week three hosting Houston. I have a win. You have a loss. Week four at the Giants. We both have losses. Week five at Minnesota. I have a I have a loss.
1: Hey, yeah, loss, loss.
0: Week six, hosting Washington, losses. Week seven, at New England, losses. Week eight, at Dallas, losses. Week nine, hosting Miami, losses. Week 10, hosting Detroit. I have a win, and I believe you have a loss. I believe you do. Yes. All right, week 11 at Atlanta, I have a win. You have a loss. Week 12 at the Jets, we both have losses. Week 13, hosting Green Bay, I have a loss.
1: I don't know how they get it done, but they get a win.
0: I'm still going with the Aaron Rodgers owns you. Um, I'm going to run with that. I'm going to run with that. Week fourteen, a bye. Week fifteen, hosting Philadelphia. That is losses across the board. Week sixteen, hosting the Bills. Losses across the board. Week seventeen at Detroit. I have a win, or excuse me, I have a. We both have wins for Detroit. Pardon me. Losses for the Bears.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: And uh, week eighteen, hosting Minnesota.
1: They can get the one here. Why not?
0: All right. I had them at three and 14. You have them at two and 15. Okay. And uh, that's one of those really bad ones that I don't feel bad about. Last week, there was a lot of, there was a lot of picks that were made that I regret. However, the Chicago bears one, um, I meant it's, it's harsh.
1: Yeah. They're picking either second or third right now in the draft. Because I know I have I I personally have Pittsburgh with the first pick right now.
0: You do. You do. Crazy. (laughs) That was so funny. We're just like, uh yep. When we finished that one up. That was funny.
1: Sorry, grandma. grandma, (laughs) Grandma's a big Pittsburgh fan.
0: Well, now they're going now they're going sixteen and one in spite of you. Um you're welcome. All right. Next up, the Minnesota Vikings, who have the been Minnesota
1: Vikings. Yeah, I'm not
0: gonna overhype Minnesota anymore this year. I know, Skull, Skull, <laughs> Skull, and they okay. haven't they haven't been like it's crazy that they haven't been good since they gotten a top end quarterback, right? Like, like sitting here thinking about that case Keenum season 13 and three or 12 and four. How I think it was 13 and three. They were the two seed. Uh, I know case choked in the, in the divisional, uh, the, the, the conference championship, but. um, Bro, they like <laughs> Kirk Cousins is supposed to be the difference maker. And I still like, I don't hate Kirk like everybody else does. I think he's not bad, but my God. Kirk is supposed to be the difference maker, but there's been a lot of other issues as well.
1: I mean, the the Kirk line is real. You know, don't have a quarterback worse than Kirk Cousins, always trying to have a quarterback at least better than Kirk Cousins. We, and the reason that we say that, or at least I say it constantly, is because you don't ever know what you're going to get out of the guy, but you do know when you have a great game what it looks like. Yeah. And, Good golly, it can look awesome with with well placed balls and, and great timing and just great rhythm, pocket awareness, all that stuff's just like on point. Literally the next week, dude just like forgets all all the things he did so well the previous week. And he holds on to the ball and and he, he rolls into pressure and he, he throws into double coverage and it's like I I know it's a hardest it's one of the hardest jobs in all professional sports keeping track of 22 people on the field and or I guess 21 cuz he counts right so yeah. keeping track of 21 players out there on the field and where everyone is and where everyone's supposed to be isn't easy so the reason that I keep going back to they're not bad is because of Kirk Cousins they're, they'll never be bad under him not bad enough to get another guy that's for sure
0: yeah they did extend him a year they get him an extension. I, I think it might be piled on top of another con uh, his current contract. So I think we get one more year after yeah. this of Kirk, I, I, to my understanding, uh, which is safe. But I don't know. I think that it, it's so hard because he puts up such good numbers. But when you really break down the the numbers, it's. It's like garbage time. That's why he's a fantasy monster. <laughs>
1: right?
0: I love having like Kirk Cousins is like the low end QB one that you want in fantasy, depending on your scoring system, because of how how much he does in garbage time.
1: Oh, my wife! My wife had him in fantasy as her third option all the time. Like in 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 one league, like it rolled him out in the flex all the time. It's just, just oh, great! I have to contend with. Two good quarterbacks, and then, oh, we'll just throw <laughs> Kirk Cousins in, who's going <laughs> to get 50 points for some stupid reason. I know. I mean, they're talented in a lot of the right places. But I think this is the first year that we see – the because the O-line has taken a hit this year. Um, I do know that. They lost, they lost at least one starter from the offensive line. And I do know – that their pass rush. While is Griffin still there? Do you know, Everson Griffin? Is he still there? I don't. He's a name that always pops up, and I can never remember if he's gonna. He's a DM though, right? Yeah. I don't know if he is. They're because their pressures just have not been consistent, and their cornerbacks have not been good. Their back end, their their secondary, still solid. Um, probably should pull Vikings additions this year <laughs> um yeah let's see uh he's a
0: free agent everson griffin's a free agent
1: oh see they, they yeah they're old their pass rush definitely isn't getting any better
0: <laughs> no 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 and their offensive line they think they, they declined uh fifth year option on their center like garrett bradbury or whatever i seen something they did with his contract they they declined i think it was like a 13 million dollar option so uh, I'm not sure what, what, what that, you know, stands, but yeah, I mean, their defense was one of their biggest issues, you know, and it, or five years ago, this defense was a top five defense, in the NFL top oh, 10 at the sure. worst, for sure. but, but now it just gets piss pounded. They brought in Patrick Peterson, um, who is n- not the same, you know, he's mm-hmm. not the same, but that's why I didn't add him as a key ad, but they did have some, uh, some other ones. They drafted Lewis sign or seen um safety they also uh, acquired Darius Smith he's yes. a linebacker though right he's a linebacker
1: he's, they'll use him as an edge rusher
0: okay linebacker edge yep. um, so that's that's a plus they they got him from uh green bay and then Andrew Booth who i believe is a
1: cornerback
0: uh, He's a cornerback that's what yep. i thought um and of course we should notice you know note that they are under a new head coach and i think new gm too I think they got rid of, Zimmer. Yeah. they booted Zimmer. And I think they just cleaned house after last year. Oh bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: That GM's gone too. I remember everyone making a big deal out of it. So that you can't get, you can't get rid of the guy. You know, if you're going to get rid of the head coach that you clearly understand is not helping your franchise cross over, you know, and actually be a contender, um, you, you the GM needed to go and bring his own guy in. They signed Jordan Hicks too, just so. Good signing. Yeah, that's not bad. So the linebacker defense is okay. Is that linebacker? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the defense is okay. They um, got a really good offense,
0: though. It, it you know what it, but things aren't just coming together. They have Thielen, who's you know, it's he's, health. he's aging out. Uh yeah. Justin Jefferson, who's probably the second best wide, might be the second best wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. He's pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh Dalvin Cook, who has health issues. You know, th- this team reminds me a lot of the early 2000s uh it's the Viking squad with like Culpepper and Moss and I think Chris Carter towards the end of his career. Um I think he was around at that time, but just like really good offense, but just man, this this team cannot come together and put together wins.
1: No. No. They haven't been a, a legit contender since that moss team in a lot of ways. Right. So the, the Moss and Culpepper years.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of consistency back then. But um, yeah, I don't have too much to add. Of course, yeah, it's it's Minnesota. I said I've overhyped them like every single year that we've oh, done yeah. this.
1: Hey, you remember on uh, night one of the draft, or maybe even the second night too, when they just kept trading back forever?
0: It was it's, the first, it was the first day. they kept trading within division two, which was yeah, really it, strange. Like,
1: we don't want to make a pick, guys. And eventually, the, you're gonna have to make a pick. You know, no, you can't make us.
0: <laughs> and then the Colts traded. Picks in the second or third round and open up for that one dude to talk forever. Remember that one? He was talking forever during the draft. Yeah, there was a there Uh, was because of a Minnesota Vikings like they had sick to the cue cards, jabber jaw. But um, anyways, let's uh, let's take a look at our 2022 Minnesota Vikings schedule. Here we go. Week one, they host Green Bay. I'm going to give the Vikes a uh, opening day win. Wow. They have people question the Green Bay Packers. Oh my God, are they done?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that storyline. I'm with you. I like that. Sure. Also, I don't see the Green Bay's offense like doesn't scare me this year at all.
0: Oh yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. But you're probably it's it's. I, I have a question to ask you, and and when we get to that, hopefully I remember to ask it. But okay. yeah, I get it. Uh, Week two, at Philadelphia, we both have losses. Week three, hosting Detroit, I have a loss. And you also have a loss.
1: Because I'm a believer.
0: (laughs) Week four, at New Orleans, we both have wins. Week five, hosting Chicago, I have a win. And you have a win. Week 6 at Miami, losses. Week 7, a bye. Week 8 at Arizona, or excuse me, hosting Arizona. Both have losses. Week 9 at Washington, we both have wins. Week 10 at Buffalo, losses. Week 11, hosting Dallas, losses. Week 12, hosting New England, losses. Week 13, hosting the Jets, wins. Week 14 at Detroit, I believe we both have wins here for uh the, the Minnesota Vikings. Uh week fifteen hosting Indianapolis losses. Week sixteen hosting the Giants wins week seventeen at Green Bay. I have a loss.
1: Win. A sweep.
0: Woo! And then uh week eighteen at Chicago. And you have a loss. I have a win. So So I have the Vikings. What's that?
1: I was going to say Z'Darrius Smith revenge season. (laughs) All
0: right. So we actually both have them coming in at eight and nine. Very different. um, Some different paths to it. But eight and nine is kind of where we have them. And uh, again, I I, could be a nine and eight team. Could be ten and ten and seven. We don't know what it's going to look like under a new, a new head coach. So, but, um, but yeah, eight, and nine, I feel comfortable putting them there. All right. The main events, the Green Bay Packers, 2022 Green Bay Packers. Um, yeah. Aaron Rodgers got paid. Yeah. Um, Devontae Adams got paid, but somewhere else right um a couple of people got paid aaron jones got paid i think are they restructuring i seen something with his contract uh yeah <laughs> i don't know what to what to make a green bay this year they're going to be good um they're going to be good and i'm just telling a little preview i think they're going to win the division i don't think there's any uh question about that i think they are the Best best team. They I know they have a lot of holes on defense, a lot more holes on offense right now. But um, I don't know, they just they have Aaron Rodgers, which gives you a chance. If there's any quarterback in the National Football League that has given you a chance to win when your team is kind of dog shit surrounding you, it's Aaron Rodgers. All right. I know people don't want to admit it. I know people hate him. I think he's a douchebag and, and all that stuff, but um, I do. I really like Aaron Rodgers and he is that good. He's, I mean, Jesus Christ, the dude has less than a hundred interceptions over his career,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, which is astounding considering he started his career in 2005, started taking the reins as the starter in 2009. Like that's amazing. Uh, all, all things considered. And he's nearing the end of his career. Like he's getting ready to wind down and such. So I don't know. I big time, you know, big fan of Aaron Rodgers and what he's been able to do, but um, there's been a lot of mixed stories coming out this year about, you know, Aaron Rodgers said that he thought when he signed that Devontae Adams was coming back. Uh, Devontae Adams said, I'm not staying in Green Bay when, when things are uncertain with Aaron Rodgers. No offense to Jordan Love, but it's now or never. I got to make this move. So uh, a lot of confusion, a lot of confusion.
1: Why? Why? Why does he got so much respect for Jordan Love? He should have talked to all the smack he wanted. He 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 should have been like, they would have had the replacement for me on the roster if if they wouldn't have drafted this bum. But yeah. instead, they got Jordan Love, and even though they keep holding on Aaron, it makes no sense to this day.
0: That was a terrible, terrible call. I remember me and Kyle were sitting there on the draft. I think it was Kyle or it might have been Jack. We were sitting there draft night 2020. I think it was Jack. For, first night was Jack. And uh, sitting there, and they they made this move for Jordan Love, right? That was their first-round pick in 2020, yeah. right? Yeah. And we're just like, what? We're just like, what? <laughs> really? Like, all the running back, wide receiver talent in the 2020 draft, and you took a quarterback? Yeah. yeah. We were more surprised at this one than we were Philadelphia taking Jalen Hurts. And J- we're, we're Hurts. still surprised.
1: And Jalen Hurts is, is a is a bargain. in comparison, yeah, oh, for sure. Um, yeah, very interesting night with that. But, um, so we already mentioned his name, um, Smith, uh, being signed with Minnesota. Yeah. And they re signed, or, or they signed Devondre Campbell to be his replacement, as well as they re signed or did a contract extension for Preston Smith. I'm curious to see how much they missed that pass rush from Zadarius Smith because going to hurt well we thought and we I know me and you've talked about it cuz i think we used i think maybe i did use a, a Jair Alexander interception from one of our film studies i think i think so too yeah um he's phenomenal but I, you take away the pass rush i i don't i don't know how good any of these guys in the secondary are i do believe they're above average but yeah a lot of the way Green Bay has won is even with Aaron Rodgers, it's been that defense has been smothering at times, like da- downright just got to be one of the most annoying rosters previously to go up against defensively the last few years. Cause For sure, great secondary, fantastic pass rush, and just you know you got Rodgers on the other side putting up points so that makes that that job so much harder to try and put up as many points against that defense. So I think that's the biggest difference this year. And it's weird saying that with Devonte Adams leaving, who obviously is on his way to being a Hall of Famer. Um, it's it's not, I don't think it's the same. I think the, the 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 evolution of this defense is the most important part of this Packers team. And that's what I'm scared of.
0: It always has been. Cause I think right, like four or five years before, right before McCarthy left, like they were, they might have in the year. They, Rodgers played, I think, a full season and they still, they stunk. They like stunk. Their defense was, was one of the biggest, you know, choking parts of, of the team, you know, Rogers would have to be dependent on so much. And he was going to up against high, you know, high, you know, really good offenses. And he just still stunk. I'm trying to think of the year that, because it was like two years, like Rogers got hurt. What? Like 20, was it 2018? Well, I think it was 20 it had it been 2018 when the when the Bears won.
1: When he broke his shoulder?
0: When he broke his clavicle. Yeah. And I think they were kind of No, they were not bad in 2019. Were you watching that play live when he broke? When he broke? Oh yeah, it was target. gross. I I watched it on Red Zone. I watched it on Red Zone.
1: I was just screaming at the television. Go down, dummy. Go down. He got
0: gory. I was against Minnesota. I forget. Yeah. I think oh, it might have been Griffin. It might have been Everson Griffin that got him. I can't remember exactly who, but he got the way he got tackled. He didn't protect himself. Couldn't and, uh, he? Couldn't right? It was tough. He he grabbed
1: his you know Rogers right handed, so he grabbed his left arm and he like pinned it to himself. Yeah, and then he like drove him straight down. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. And and Rogers, it, he did it to himself. He he could have got rid of the ball. He could have got been safe, but he's trying to make a play.
0: Yeah, so. Yeah, I just I, I don't like, you know, Green Bay, like I said, they're they're still gonna be competitive, they're still gonna be there, but you know, their wide receiver room is is flaming hot garbage, not Cheetos, but not flaming hot Cheetos, but flaming hot garbage. The biggest hope is Christian Watson. That's the biggest hope. They legit went and like Aaron Rodgers, like, yeah, I wanted Sammy Watkins here. He straight up said that. And I can't believe I don't know if they have some kind of connection or something from before. I know they're uh they're not very popular with 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 sciency people. The two of them, uh, <laughs> I know they're not the most popular uh, duo. But I just like, man, Sammy Watkins is so injury prone. Like he's probably a really good dude, and and whatnot. But yo, know, Sammy hasn't had a full season in a long time. What is, his arthritis is going to act up when that Green Bay cold gets in? Like it's it, it's it, it's a wrap. You know what I mean? He's not going to be any good to you. Randall Cobb. Like, I, I understood Aaron Rodgers wanted to go get his friend, go get in his homeboy, Randall Cobb. But Randall Cobb ain't it either. We got Robert Tunyon. You know, uh, Mar- Mar- MBS left. Like, MBS went to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Equinemia St. Brown who has been there. I don't know if he was there last year. But, you know, he's with, I think, the Bears.
1: He's the poor man, St. Brown, anyways. <laughs> yeah.
0: But like, it's like, what what do you have to look forward to with this team? Like, Robert Tunyon's not bad. He had like one like a stretch of good games in, two years ago. But like, you can't really. That's the thing, though. Aaron Rodgers elevates people, so they'll be all right. He just, by the looks of the health of some of his supporting cast, he's going to ele- have to elevate somebody new
1: every week. Oh, absolutely. So, um,
0: but that's it. Let's uh. Let's uh, run through their 2022 schedule. So week one at Minnesota, we both have uh, losses here for the Packers. Week two, hosting Chicago, I have a win. and I'm 90% sure you have a win as well. 100% sure now you have a win. Week three at Tampa Bay, losses. Week four, hosting New England. I have a loss. You have a win. Week five at the Giants. Wins, week six, hosting the Jets. It's hmm. um, so the host of the Giants and the Jets. That would have been a fun road trip to stay in New York, uh, New Jersey area. If you just go play those two teams back to back. But both of them are coming out. Uh, We both have wins over the Jets and Giants. So week seven at Washington, we both have wins. Week eight at Buffalo, losses. Week nine at Detroit, I have a win.
1: And you have a loss.
0: Sorry. Week 10, uh, hosting Dallas. I have a win. You have a loss. Week 11, hosting Tennessee. I have a win. You have a loss. Week 12 at Philadelphia. I have a loss. You have a win. Week 13 at Chicago. I have a win. You have a loss. This is the difference between a Russell Salvatore steak dinner. Week 14 (laughs) and bye. Week 15, hosting the Rams. Loss. Week 16 at Miami. I have a win. You have a loss. Week 17 hosting Minnesota. I have a win. You have a loss. And week 18 hosting Detroit. I have a win. And you have a win as well. All right. So. I have the Green Bay Packers finishing eleven and six. This is the first time under the. Uh,
1: uh, oh God, Mike! Uh, what the hell is your head coach
0: saying? <laughs> what is going on? Oh,
1: oh uh, the Packers head coach. And Packers is, head coach. Um. uh Oh no! <laughs>
0: what the hell? He was the Titans offensive coordinator, I think.
1: Oh, LaFleur. LaFleur.
0: Matt LaFleur. Matt.
1: Matt. how did you LaFleur. forget Matt? Matt.
0: I, I thought it was Mike. I seen a post about them having like three Mike head coaches in a row. Okay, coach the name Mike. All right, so I have an 11 and six. So just because to- full of lies. And, yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and 10. You have the Packers at.
1: I don't, do I? Yeah. That's not winning Eight the four, division. Five, six. No, it's not, actually.
0: Um. Oh, my God. So, according to this, oh, God. <laughs> we have a tiebreaker. The NFC North is going to be decided by an 8 19. Is oh. it going to be the Minnesota Vikings or is it going to be the Detroit Lions? <laughs> We're going to pause real quick and then come right back and we find out.
1: I'm so proud of myself.
0: All right. So we navigated through it. I got mine all pre-picked out Uh, due to conference win tiebreaker. That is uh, what it came down to. Head to head was split. Division was both four and two uh Brian has Detroit in the playoffs at 8 and 9 as the NFC North
1: champions. Yes. Um wait, does that mean they're hosting a playoff game? Yeah. Heck yeah. Let's go. They're hosting Dallas. Oh. They are hosting
0: Dallas. So yeah. um so let's run through Brian's really quick. So NFC East uh Philadelphia at 13 and 4. NFC West Tampa Bay at 13 and 4. Or, uh, excuse me, NFC South. NFC West, uh, due to tiebreakers, I believe it was, it came down to conference wins. Uh, San Francisco is your NFC West champion at 12 and 5. Both 49ers and Rams finished at 12 and 5. And then he has Detroit winning the North at 8 and 9. Wild card one, Dallas 13 and 4. Uh, Philly won on. Probably conference again. I can't remember. I did the math earlier. Mm-hmm. Wildcard two, Rams at 12 and five, and wildcard three, New Orleans at 10 and seven. So, um, having a little, I don't know how to, how the seeding would go for Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. They're both at 13 and four. Uh, um, they didn't play each other. They both, uh, originally, when I thought the Rams were your NFC West winner, the Rams were the number one seed. And, um,
1: Actually, because
0: they had beaten both Tampa Bay and Philly. However, yeah, Philly and Tampa Bay don't play each other this year. Hmm. So I don't know how to split it. We might have to pause again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know it's uh, then it's uh, strength of schedule.
0: Oh, I think we go to conference with that, too. So. All right, we're going to pause this one more time. We'll be right back in a second. All right, so we got our math together. We did our tiebreakers, and we are back. Even though it was just a second for you, it was a, it was a, it was a hotly contested five minutes for us. So uh, Brian's playoff seeding is as follows. The number one seed, Tampa Bay at 13-4. and four. They get the tiebreakers based on common opponents. Um, they have a bye the first round. Philadelphia is the second seed. All right, with NFC East champions. They would play the seventh seed, uh 10 and 7 New Orleans Saints in the first round. Uh, third seed is the San Francisco 49ers at 12 and 5. They would play the Rams in the first round, six seed Rams, and then Detroit, the eight and nine Detroit Lions. Uh, play against the thirteen and four Dallas Cowboys. That is based on Brian's picks. Now for my own, um, Philadelphia did finish NFC East champions at twelve and five. New Orleans finished as Philly as NFC East champions twelve and five. New Orleans is NFC South champions at twelve and two. The Rams finish at twelve and five, uh, and at my NFC West champions. And the uh, Green Bay Packers at eleven and six the nfc north uh wild card one is tampa bay at 11 and six wild card two is washington at 10 and seven and edging out detroit based on conference record um they were both night, sit at nine and eight and san francisco got in as the seventh seed detroit just missing the playoffs according to this so based on this uh and obviously we'll run through our predictors next week We'll have some fun with it. Uh, just, just basing off all these picks, we'll do both AFC and NFC. Uh, I have the Rams as the one seed with the bye, New Orleans with the two seed. They play San Francisco in the wild card round. Three seed would be Philadelphia. They play Washington. So an NFC East matchup there. And then the four seed would be the Green Bay Packers hosting Tampa Bay once again. So there it is. NFC. North done, NFC done. 2022 season predictors, division by division predictors all done. Regular season. Regular season. Next week playoffs. So it should be a ton of fun, but thank you so much. Thanks Brian for being a part of this as always. Um we actually have a fun announcement. We're adding a seventh episode. I know we teased it. Um we we talked about it. We, I was going to do one thing originally, but then I wanted to do something else. It's something that uh played towards Brian's strengths in a bit because I know how much he loves college football. So he will actually be hosting alongside uh friend of the show, Tyler. Well, now he's a host, uh, Tyler Zach, who is the host of the men's locker room podcast. They will both host a college football show um on every sunday so it'll be reviews they're going to record sunday mornings they're going to post it sunday probably before the one o'clock games i would imagine yeah. depending on depending on uh, times and such so we'll see how that goes and uh but we're going to add a college football show and make it part of the two-point brand um and everything college i have nothing to do with it that is all brian and all tyler their creative genius going head to head and and just talking about games and recapping and previewing so
1: Mm-hmm. I promise two things. One, I'll admit that I don't watch every single game. And two, I am trying my best not to talk about Michigan the entire time. I swear I love all teams, minus <laughs> Ohio State.
0: That's right. They are both Michigan fans. So uh, so we'll see how that goes. That starts this Sunday, I believe you said, right? This Sunday yeah. or next Sunday?
1: No, it's going to be this upcoming Sunday. So.
0: Very good, something to be excited about. So, adding college football talk um, to two point.
1: So, Ooh, we're um, a month. We're well
0: rounded. We're well. We are well rounded. Yeah. All seven, all seven days of the week filled with two point podcasts. So make sure you check it out. Um, but that is it. On behalf of Brian and I, till next time. The two point conversation is good.
1: 19. 19.